I'm Tim. And welcome back to Till Death Do Us Recap. Wow, feels good to be here. Um, <laughs> we are recapping Married at First Sight, season 16, episode one, titled Marry Me in Tennessee. And yeah, it's been a while since we've been here. So as you guys know, we were recapping season 15 and we kind of just disappeared in August. Never to return. Um, And for those of you who are on social media, then you know what happened. But I also can tell that a lot of people aren't on social media, just even from some like messages kind of being sent through reviews. Anyways, we really appreciate everyone and their like concern. Uh, I got pregnant last summer and we were really excited about it. And we were waiting a little longer before we announced, just because I started having some medical things come up in right after that first trimester, which led to a miscarriage at about four months pregnant. And it was very traumatizing and um, devastating and unexpected and all of the things. And we're still processing it. Um but obviously, when something like that happens, you're not going to keep producing your reality TV recap podcast <laughs> because it's certainly nowhere near the top of the priorities. Um, so, yeah, that is what happened. And it's been a really rough time for us. And we've just been, yeah, we've been like grieving and with spending a lot of time with family. And, um, yeah, I've actually had so many amazing, beautiful messages that we've gotten from you guys on all platforms since Mm -hmm. we did share this and we can't thank you enough for like your understanding and just, there were so many kind words and yeah, it just, it meant a lot and we really felt that support and yeah, I don't know. Is there anything else to say about it? Yeah, thank you guys very much. It's cool that even though we don't know each other, we share this love of maths. And um, so, yeah, thank you to all. Um, We are excited to be back. Yeah, we're excited to be back. We moved into our own place. As a lot of you know, we were living with my parents for a year. And so this is a year of new beginnings. And what better time for maths to return than just like smack at the top of the new year in a new place. And yeah, so we're excited and I don't think there's much else to say on that. However, I will say women, um, this is such a sensitive topic and something that so many people do not discuss. And it is so deeply personal and it is so heavy in a way that a lot of people don't understand if they haven't been through it. And I heard from a lot of women who have been through this via like the Till Death Dose recap community. And that was so like just hearing from other women that understand it is so big. And so I would just say I am available if anybody's going through this and you want to reach out, please don't hesitate, whether that's our email or DM, whatever. Um, yeah, I am here 
to discuss that if that's a need that you find yourself having. And then last but not least, before we jump into the saison, I would say uh, we'll put stuff in the show notes, just reminders It's since it's been so long. Um, we'll put our social media, we'll put our TikTok, we'll put our Instagram, and we do have a Buy Me a Coffee website where if you feel so inclined and you're enjoying the pod on a weekly basis, um, if you want to make a recurring donation there. That goes a long way for us just because of how much time and energy it takes to create this podcast on a regular basis. Okay, are we ready? We're ready. Okay. Um. Okay. In the spirit of this being in Tennessee, I have a little pickup line for you. Okay. And I want you to tell me if this would have like, you know, kept you interested okay. or would have worked on you. I'm scared. Okay. Are you from Tennessee? Because you're the only 10 I see. Thoughts? <laughs> That's cute. I have nothing else to say. I hate pickup lines. Ah, okay. But I think I, I could have said anything and you would have been interested. That's probably true. Um, <laughs> okay, so we are in Nashville, Tennessee for season 16. What are we feeling overall? Uh, Do you have some overall feelings? We did. We watched. We'll specifically be recapping episode one, but we did watch the matchmaking special as well. So that might inadvertently make its way into this. Um, I started off with matchmaking and the beginning of this episode, and I was feeling good, feeling like a spring chicken, if you will, <laughs> uh, happy to be back. And Hopeful. then some point during the first episode, <laughs> I just decided that I'm going to drop the charade of positivity. Oh, and I don't, you can't do that this soon. Well, you know what? I guess I'm just managing expectations because, you know, how many, I mean, we should have done this research before, but how many couples from like the last two or three years are together? Out of like 15, probably one or two, if that, maybe zero. No, so, I was thinking about it. I'm like, this show is literally a lottery game. And when I think about it that way, the fact that any couple walks away still together is actually kind of shocking. Yeah. I mean, it always the calling card of the show used to be like, oh, it's got better statistics than The Bachelor or something like that. Right. I think we're like getting, I think those, those are, those are even, no. evening out. Yeah. I think the, those numbers are evening out. They so. Are. I just, it, I'm I'm very excited to watch the season. I'm very excited to see where this goes, but I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I don't think that four or all five of these couples are going to make it. I'm sorry. It's just, if I that's know. it. Like, I know. The writing's on the wall. I, I mean, and everybody else feels that way. I've, we did we did our first polls yesterday. We had at least 100 people participate. And we're looking at... I mean, we are a hopeless bunch, people. Like, only 25% of people overall have any hope for this season. And only one couple people majority think will will last. So, speaking of that, should we just, like, quickly go through the couples? Let's do it. Okay, let's start with Jasmine and Eris. No. Off of the no, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 and we will get into why everybody else agrees. We've got 66 percent 
saying no to Jasmine and Eris staying married on decision day. We have Gina and Clint. Hell to the naw, to the naw, naw, naw. <laughs> Big fat no. 83% of you guys agree. This I'm always just fascinated by like the slivers of yeses on people that feel like such obvious no's. Uh, Kirsten and Shaq. No. no. I'm going to say no. Too. No. Yeah, it's a no. It's going to be a no. They were me. definitely ones that people were like, they're the closest to a 50 50 we have. So we have 57% no, 43% yes. I think it's because it's so obvious that they are a great match if she wasn't a twat. Moving on. Nicole and Chris. Big opinions early on in the season. Wow. <laughs> we we're, just, we're going for it. We have to start with the bang, and that's what I really think. Okay, Nicole and Chris. Yes. That was so long. I know. I wanted to say no, and then my optimistic side took over. Yeah, I'll say yeah for I these I say guys. yes. I'll say yes. These are, are, we're all the most optimistic about this couple. This is the couple that got 64% yes, which is high in this poll. And then we have Dominique and McKinley. No way. No way in hell. 74% of you agree no to this couple. And as mentioned earlier, 76% of you do not feel hopeful for these national <laughs> marriages. And we all keep watching people, right? Because it's, it's not even about the marriages at this point. No. I mean, if we can get like, we there's still like just so much juicy material to work with that like so many good conversations to be had about relationships regardless as a result of watching these predominantly poor matches, right? <laughs> but we're not all thinking that they're going to mostly last. So let's get into the nitty gritty then. Let's do it. Uh, I mean, okay, so obviously this is episode one. We're getting like kind of like a cabaret, if you will, a sprinkling of a little bit of everything. So like a little bit of the match making time, you're getting your introductions to each person. And then, but like it's suddenly accelerated because you're getting their finding out that they got their match. And then they've got to announce it to their friends and family. So we get more information there. And then we actually get, oh yeah, we get wedding dress shopping. I mean, the stuff bachelor parties, guys' time, time girls' time. Batch, yeah, like there was a lot crammed in here. So uh, we'll kind of be like bopping back and forth between couples and then the full group. Should we start with Shaquille and Kirsten? Let's do it. Is it Kirsten? I'm going to say Kirsten. Yeah, okay. I'm going to say Kirsten. Kirsten is 32, and she is tagged as Miss Great Expectations. Mm -hmm. Shaquille is also 32, and he's the devout workaholic. So she wants it all. She yep. wants the whole package. She yep. wants nice face, nice teeth, multiple degrees. She wants church. She wants it all. Lots of penis references. Oh, was we're she the penis one? Yeah, we're very specific about measurements. I mean, she's a red flag off the bat, right? Because she's like screaming. She's the Mirlas. She's the, I'm trying to think of some other like, 
comparative past. Mm. Like, beautiful, definitely deserves a wonderful partner, but such a rigid, detailed list. The expectations are a lot. The expectations are so specific and so, like, we've crossed over into a lot of, like, surface-level bullshit as well. You're just immediately like, uh-oh, like you're a self-proclaimed picky person about every single facet of your life from food to human beings. So, you know, we believe in high standards. We believe in like expecting people to treat you well. But when we cross over, we always, I mean, maths always brings this kind of person though. You know, someone with a really fucking long list that's like yeah. a scroll, a Dead Sea scroll. If you will, <laughs> always got to find a way to insert a Dead Sea Scroll reference. Oh, my God. Uh, but yeah, she wants someone as educated and as attractive as I am. Quote, well, here's the thing. Quote. Shaq checks a lot of boxes. I think Shaq I mean, is wonderful. It's a, it, it is a scroll of sorts, but he really, I mean, he's getting his doctorate. He ta- makes his own uh, he has bow a great ties. Job. He's got a great job. Oh my god, he's creative. Yeah, he takes I mean, care of many a plant. Mm-hmm. These which are important things. Says a lot about a person. Like he's got good style. Mm-hmm. He puts a lot of effort into his outfits, and he's like, I love him. I think he's wonderful, and I am worried that she's the kind of person that's going to miss all that. I mean, remember. Gil was the most eligible effing contestant in Houston. He was the best possible partner someone could have been matched with. Fan favorite. Everyone was in love with him. Everyone was lobbying for him to host after party. And fucking Mirla was a Mirla. That's interesting that you bring that comparison up. I don't think I'm fully ready to go. I don't think the same. Well, I don't think I'm ready to go put Kirsten in the same arena as Mirla at this time, but okay. watch the space. <laughs> we'll keep an eye on the space. Keep monitoring it. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm just worried because her whole intro, like getting to know her, even with her friends and fam, it was a classic. Everything is about like, how will they measure up for me? Mm-hmm. And like, he just seems like a really well-rounded human being who's like, what can I bring to the table to someone? And he, his whole thing is dating has been challenging for him because he works in like admissions, enrollment, recruitment for universities. Yeah, Tennessee State. And that's a job that require whenever you want to move up, because there's so few of those positions, you end up having to move across states a lot. It's kind of like coaching in that way. Mm-hmm. So he's always ending up long distance and clearly has not had like the time and space to really like be in something that goes the distance. So it seems like they both have a little bit of traditional values to them as well. Like there's so much that is correct about this match on paper. It just seems like she is a little bit more surface level. And I think he's handsome. I think he's a handsome guy, Yeah, but she's the kind of girl who's like, I, you know, Case in point, we already got a comment about if he's bald and how yeah. she hopes he's not bald. Yeah. For sometimes women like that, or and or men, like they make they have their little stupid thing, 
and they just cannot see past that. So that's what I'm worried about with them. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Her family is extremely supportive of this. That's true. And so that could play a factor into like, hey, girl, you're going to need to like make some compromises here if you want this to work out. Who knows? Right. Some things that came up, girls hang, guys hang, bachelorette, bachelor. The girls hang is where you start to see, like, Kristen definitely has, like, judgy girl vibes. Uh, I was actually surprised because she then came on after party with two of the other women. And they did all seem close. So that actually gave me hope for Kristen. Kristen. But right now, like, I don't know. She makes some comment. Someone like I think it was Dominique was talking about how she loves a good girls' night out, and then Kristen makes her comment like, "Well, I don't know, but if you are a wife, I mean, you need to be home rubbing their feet every night." Like in, res- I'm like, "Excuse me." I'm like, "I see your point." Me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and then, like very closely after was when she was like, "I was very clear with what I need them from them in terms of this potential partner's penis." It needs to be a certain amount of inches. I'm just like, ma'am, like, how do you honestly think that they could have anything to do with that? No comment. (laughs) Yeah. So that's, that was like the main thing that came up for me. Like he wasn't a standout in a good way at the boys hang. (laughs) Like the people that did stand out were not about good things. Same with Bachelor Party, unless there's something I'm forgetting. Yeah, no, I mean, he's like... He just seems like a stand-up dude. He's a great... He seems like a great guy. You seem like you're, like, a little more open to Kirsten not sucking. I don't know. I guess, like, this is a couple that, like... This is the... I think... Is this the one that was closest to 50-50? Or no? Yes. Okay, yeah. So, I, I guess... Like, I want this one to work out. Yeah, me too. I do. Because um, I think it, it should work out on paper. If you come into this process ready to compromise and ready to work with what you've been given, time will tell if she's able to do that or not. Yeah. Yeah. So no. I get, I mean, of the, of the I, no's, this is the one that. I'm the most optimistic about. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would agree with that. Okay, let's move on to Dominique and McKinley. Oh, okay. Dominique is 25, and she is the old soul. And McKinley is 34, and he is the introverted dreamer. Before we get into this, I <laughs> give me the mic here. I am so <laughs> tired of the of the old soul tag being used on people yeah. incorrectly. It drives me insane. Yeah. She's 25 years old. She's having strippers put their face in her cleavage to retrieve <laughs> shots. She likes partying. What about is is old soul? Uh, it just it drives me insane. It does it doesn't even it's not a it's not a label that fits here. No, okay? It's not. The definition of old soul is a person, especially a child or a young person not a young adult who mature who demonstrates a maturity understanding or seriousness that is typically that's typical of someone much older. Right. Does she demonstrate a maturity <laughs> understanding or seriousness of anyone older 
than 21 years old. No, <laughs> she doesn't. It's insane. Oh, it just drives me. Oh, he's such an old soul. Like, like he's like reading books and smoking a pipe or something. It's like, no. Okay, so you fish? Maybe that's the one thing that you do oh, from fishes. an older demographic. But that's it. Oh, that's I was pulling my point. hair out watching this old soul montage. And I was like, this is bullshit. Oh my gosh, that's a great point. I knew that it like bothered me and made me cringe a little every time it came out, but I couldn't fully put my finger on why. And that's like perfectly like, yeah, no, you're 25 years old, which already like isn't an age. Like, I just think it's funny that suddenly that's an age. I mean, and that also might be generational for us. And we were again, like, we were the opposite of that. But like, I love how twenty five is suddenly like the new nineteen. Like, well, and just because you wanted, <laughs> just because you dated older people, that doesn't make no. you anything. No, it doesn't make you an old soul. It doesn't necessarily make you more mature. Maybe you just wanted no. to date someone who had was established and had some money and could pay for your There's drinks a lot at of the reasons club. That like, you might be dating an older man. Yeah. That aren't because you're an old soul. And I'm not even blaming, like, well, no, I am going to blame Dominique because she was the one she who came up with, with the it. moniker she herself. She was the one who incepted everyone with this fucking phrase. She said it multiple times to Dr. Pep. Then Dr. Pep started regurgitating it in the matchmaking special. You know, she's really just an old soul. I'm like, Dr. Pepper, she told you that she was, so now you're just saying it. It's insane. Like... Oh yeah, my gosh. It's a lot. You go to bed at nine o'clock at night and have hip pain. You're not an old soul. <laughs> okay. So more things about Dominique because she is a three-dimensional human being. Um, she has a single mom. They're She's very an close. only child. They're extremely close. We vacillate between this is the cutest, sweetest thing. And then, oh, is this a little and overly enmeshed? Mother did submit her for the show. Okay, and I think that's her. a huge thing. Maybe I'm making no, I'm not I'm not making well, too big of a deal of it. I think it's funny and weird. Okay, you're already on the younger side of things. You're 25 years old. Your mom signed you up for this. You are gonna have to go a long way to convince me that this is actually what you want and right. what you're ready for, more than just declaring yourself an old soul. <laughs> right. Here's the thing. This happens like with the Bachelor franchise all the time. You hear about this all the time. Like people who submit their friends or their kids. But I've never thought about it. This, like maths is accelerated and you jump into the big, the big scary commitment from the top. And yeah, there was something that just is a, makes you feel a little uneasy about the fact that for such a high level, insane commitment your mom would submit you without asking you. And then you go along with it. It's it's like what you're saying. You're going to have to go a long way to prove that you aren't just going through the motions because mom thinks you should do this. Yes. You know? Uh, but the other side of this suspicious coin is a non-suspicious take, which is that it's very sweet how close her and her mom are together and like how highly she values her mom's opinion. And, you know, her mom seems to think that she has a bad picker and that she's, like, picked some assholes. So clearly it's coming from a place of, like, I want her to be with a good man, not a shitty man. 
But again, jury is still out how old this soul really is. I mean, she's 25. <laughs> like how many, like you're still dating and figuring things out. I, it's just like, I don't know. This is where I think that there should be a 30 year old age limit on the show, but whatever. Says the guy that got married when he was 25. Okay. <laughs> but no, I will say I do feel, we always say this like, just because we did that doesn't mean we tell a lot. No, of and that. what I, the point I was making with that is that it's not that long of a, a dating history to be like to I always doing pick. This big. I yes. always pick bad guys. It's right, like that's right. that's what I'm trying to say. It's a perfectly like, natural age to still be trial and erring. Yes, and like not finding the right person. Yeah. So don't don't come at me with that. <laughs> I just wanted to hold you to account. Um, did you have even a thought, especially post-Bachelorette, of Virginia? Because oh, Virginia yeah. is the last person this young that we've seen on this show. Yeah. And Virginia was a hot fucking mess. Not that we loved Eric either, but she was a hot mess. And so much of her energy was spent trying to, like, tell everyone that she was mature but also being like a cool party girl. And it was a disaster. So I hope we don't have a Virginia situation on our hands. Oh, and another thing, this comes out during girl time. Hmm. Um, Dominique says she looks forward to bachelorette and birthday parties the most of this process. I thought she was saying like, those are the events she thinks are the most fun in life. Okay. I didn't know she was talking about this situation. Maybe I, I get, I just wrote that. context question mark because I was confused. I, maybe I didn't know what the context of that was uh -huh. also. It's just, if you it know, meant what you think it meant means. I, <laughs> I love a girl's night out. You know, it's like, yeah, I know. Like, uh, Oh, she's the person I did not know about the GNO acronym. Yes. Does was, all of America think, know about that? Are we the last ones? Well, and also it applies to guys night out. BNO, GNO. Have you heard this though? No, I'm Me too either. old for these these types of things. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what these acronyms mean. GNO. You guys want to have a GNO and drink apple teenies? I'm let's do it. Apple teenies. Okay, let's move on to Mac. McKinley. He's, I can tell I'm going to be calling him Mac a lot of the season. He's telling his second family who he lives with. Oh, sorry. That was a, me reading my note out loud. He lives with his second family right now, though. He is in a very, I would say the one thing that I still am just keeping my ear holes open for is like he's very clearly in transition. Well, it's interesting because I, I don't know how many, but there's multiple. Um, there's a lot of new transplants to Nashville. Mm. Not yeah, that that right. matters a ton, but Shaq, I think, is recently new. Uh -huh. uh, McKinley, yeah. I think there's someone else also. Right. We'll um, yeah. yeah. So anyway. I did put, oh, no, do we have another person doing maths for housing? Oh, <laughs> just joining the show to <laughs> get, a, get, out get a couple months rent. Second family home. But, okay, so he's had a lot of success in the cannabis industry. But he's done like a full career shift. Mm -hmm. And I can't remember the details of why was it. I, I really don't remember because it appears he's doing construction now. Uh, it seemed like he had success. But now that I'm saying these words, I'm going, wait, 
but he's been living with a family rent free for I think a couple years now. Yeah, I don't know enough so about him. I don't him know Matt other Ken- than you Matt know, Kinley. He, yeah. He's an introverted dreamer, so take that what you will. <laughs> oh, his parents have been married for 45 years though. And that's beautiful. And the breakup he went through where like the recent the most recent one that was like really big, like this girl that he had been with for years called him to say she was engaged to someone else. Mm. I was like, people are fucking psycho. Yeah. Like you, there's always at least a person or two that have a story like this. Like kind of like Kristen right before her big wedding. Last oh yeah. Season. That's right. That's right. Anyways. So that's very intense that he went through. He seems like a sweet man. And that's kind of all I've got at this point. Yeah. I'm just like genuinely concerned for him because he seems very, very much ready to settle down. And he's got stuck with. I mean, there's a nine-year difference between these two. Yeah, that's big. That's That's literally exactly like Virginia and Eric. Yeah. Ugh. But Pastor Cal said they have similar attachment styles, so you know, whatever the (laughs) hell that means. You kind of know. I've told you about this before. Okay. Anyway, let's move on to Firecracker Nicole. Oh my gosh. And Chris. Nicole is 32 and she is serving the sass. She is. And Chris is 36 and he's Mr. Nice Guy. Mr. Nice Guy who it comes out on more than one occasion. Um, like he's into impressions. Oh, and all I've heard is like four like the chopper bad Arnold <laughs> impressions. <laughs> And it, I think we saw one in the preview at his wedding. I don't know if I want to do this. It, it's like it, it, it's almost and like it's a oh, nervous tick. It it's is, like I don't it know what is. To, I don't know what to do it's right like now. Built into his social portfolio. I think I'll just start talking like Arnold. <laughs> but he can't like stop himself from doing uh, it. Turbo man, Jamie, Jamie, Turbo man. <laughs> okay, stop. Shout out to Jingle all the okay. way. I'm saying it here and now. I am obsessed with this couple. I need them. I need it to play out the best case scenario that it can because I very much believe in them. I fucking love them. I love Nicole. I know she's a little spastic, but she is wonderful. She's hilarious. She's great with people. She's in marketing. It makes so much sense. It just feels like she can... She's just like unapologetically herself. She is funny. She is an Italian Jew. She multiple FBI references, full-blooded Italian. Oh my gosh. <laughs> going all FBI on someone. And I just love her. She's a lot. And I love the fact that she already has a safe word for her husband when <laughs> she's oh, getting nice. getting too much. And he can was it pineapple? I don't know why I have pineapple in my head. Maybe it's not. I don't remember. I think it might be pineapple. I don't know. Um, (laughs) For when he needs a break from her, which is just great. It's great foresight. She knows. She's like, this is going to be a thing. So I'm already going to, I already got a word. He can just say it. Um, She is so funny. She's a dog owner. She acts out plays for her dog with her squeaky pigs. Yes. Um, She, so this couple is fun in my opinion, Because they both have a track record of being the one that's way overextending themselves in the relationship. That's the one primarily doing the fighting for, doing the serving. 
and they've left, you know, past relationships feeling like there was a huge imbalance and like someone didn't have it in them to give what they can give. And so I just think this is just such a cute story if it works, you know, because it's like they can now be those people to each other. And she is a little, she's totally like got a chaotic energy, but she's so endearing. Mm -hmm. She's so endearing. And well, they share. They both. It's been they a while. Both haven't had sex. It's in a long been a time. while for both of them. Um, Chris has never lived with anyone. Yeah, and he's thirty six. That's so a worrisome thing. It is a little. That's a little orange flag for me. Like <laughs> that. Could, it could be. But if anyone would be willing to like teach him, I feel like it would be her. Yeah, this is true. Um, her friends are clearly flabbergasted by her choice to do this. Okay. I really think that's she's a, Okay, couple themes here from that I guess I missed at the top. It definitely seems like a lot of people didn't tell their friends that they, that, that they were in the that process. That they were in the process. Because yeah. we got some like legitimate friends being like, what? Yeah. You're doing what? And I was thinking, I'm like, I hate when they do this because it's stress. it stresses me out on their behalf because now they have to deal with the people in their life having their shock response on TV and as the first response. But then I was like, well, and that's exactly why it's great TV. So people that choose to do that actually give us something better to watch because then you've got more shock and awe. Yeah. Something that um, just made me go, oh, my God, that's right. With Nicole, she moved to Nashville essentially to find love. Mm. Like she was a New York girl. Oh, yeah. And yeah. she talks about like the dating scene was so bad that like she decided to totally change her environment in hopes of finding love. And I was like, damn, I forgot that people like move to find love, not just like for love, like a love they've already found, but like people straight up change cities in hopes of finding love. Like that's a very courageous move. I feel like Shaquille was similar, or at least that's his perspective on why he moved now. Yeah. Uh, Chris, yeah, so he's never lived with a girl before. He does too many impersonations. We've got to stop that because he does seem like a truly sweet, fun guy who doesn't need the shtick. He has, oh, and they both have huge dogs. So she's got a pit, and he's got two huge German chefs. And quite frankly, I'm most worried for these two about these dogs acclimating to each other after the Justin and Alexis debacle of it all last season. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Please don't bring me back to that place. (laughs) Another theme that I missed. Huh. Or that, why is everyone working out in the park always? Every (laughs) single one of their, like, slow-mo shots, almost everyone, is working out. In the park, they're running, they're sitting, they bring their yoga mats to the park. I'm sorry. I'm not just, I'm not buying that this, these couples, that's what they do all the time. <laughs> I, it, it bothers me. It, the, you know, Gina was working out, but she were, was working out in a gym. Like, okay, thank you. I'm not buying that you're taking 15 pound, you're lugging dumbbells to a park mm. to do a Tabata or something. <laughs> it's not ha- like, Tabata. come on. Tabata. Deep cut gym language. Good yeah, job. I just it, uh, come on, people. Okay, when Nicole at the Bachelorette. Oh, she was getting after. <laughs> when it. the stripper showed up, <laughs> and all the women were in a standing in a circle, and she went, 
I volunteer as tribute. Tribute. <laughs> she was licking some bods. She was. She was hysterical, though. I think it's so funny how much more collectively horrified the men were at Chris not having had sex for a year than the women were at Nicole clearly not having had sex for multiple years. Yeah, well, Which you got we'll get some, into that more some with some of these dudes. Horn dogs in this Do you have group. anything else to say about Nicole and Chris? Um, no, I just hope it works out. I think it, I think it will. I think it will. They're my favorite couple at this point. They really are. Okay, should we move on to Jasmine and Eris? Yes. So Jasmine is 32. She's a queen without a king. Eris <laughs> is 39. He's reformed and ready for love. Or so we he think says. so. Uh, Eris's <laughs> friends don't seem to know that he was on the show or he signed up for the show. No, no, no. Okay, before we get into Eris, okay. let's talk about Yasmin because okay. Yasmin is an eligible bachelorette if I ever saw one. And I am distraught that here we are once again with a huge imbalance in the caliber of female to male. Her family is elated for her. It's adorable. She is a pageant queen. She's won all these different titles. She's obviously beautiful. She's a cheerleading coach. She's like a very hard worker. She coaches 10 teams six days a week. She is quite flexible, can do many flips. (laughs) And she's been in multiple. So she has like a... She's a monogamy girl. She's been in multiple four or five year relationships with guys who in the end wouldn't propose. Mm -hmm. So we, she is like a fabulous person who deserves the best and is very ready. Right. (sighs) Let's move on to Eris. He's I feel like he's an example of someone who you could have been completely fooled by the matchmaking special. And the second you get him around anyone that knows him, that's when we get all of our tells off the top of who he really is to people in the world. Immediately, his family is like horrified at this choice. He's notoriously very picky. He got his heart broken once, people. Once. T- 11 years ago. <laughs> he got his heart broken fucking once at 28 years old. And this ego is so fragile that it's taken him 11 years. And I don't even think he was in a long-term relationship with that girl. Because his family basically implies he's never really been in a long-term relationship. He hints to Pastor Kyle that, like, yes, he's been a player in the past. But, like, he's changed his ways, da-da-da. But, like, we see it clearly when you see, like, the cockeyes his cousins and family are giving him. Like, there is no world that you are ready for this. What are you talking about? How do you go from not even dating, like, a normal person in 11 years to marrying someone in two weeks and, like, actually thinking you're ready for that? And I think that he's a classic case of, like, He might actually really be ready for like an identity change, but he's looking to this show to magically like turn him into someone else. And that's not usually how it works. That's a good point. I, I mean, here's the thing. He does want a family. Mm -hmm. Um, He, I think he's 39. So Mm -hmm. 
there is a little bit of hope in that sense that just the ticking time of it all. Yeah, that he's going to be matched with someone who's so amazing and has so much going for her. It's not you like hope it's, it's a not like a money situation. Yeah, it's not like he doesn't, but have things going for him. He does, but I would hope that putting all of this into perspective of I'm 39 years old, I got matched for a reason with this amazing woman. Let's make it happen. That's the that's the one positive thing I'll that's say. That's the best case possibility that honestly we've seen enough seasons of this. It just mostly never turns out that way. And like he he's ready to acknowledge he's been closed off in the past and he's basically been a fuckboy, but he's ready to be different. He wants her to quote help him become better. And I was like, Mayday? <laughs> His cousin says he hasn't been in a truly committed traditional relationship ever. And this is way too big of an extreme to jump to. And then he says to them, he says to his family, I'm looking for ultimate fulfillment and joy in this marriage because I've yet to find anything. I'm just like, no, like it's a, it's okay. Yes. It's real to acknowledge like that there is like a hole in your life because like you're trying to find your person. Right. But I just, it's a red flag to me when you've always been one person and you recently just decided you're going to be a totally different person mm -hmm. and you're looking to a person that you don't know to turn you into that person yeah. overnight. I'm just like, it doesn't happen that way. Even on a much less extreme scale, how we even felt about Nate last season. We were all feeling iffy at the beginning of the season about him because he seemed really guarded. He had kind of player vibes. And we go through this whole season and like, yes, he had like moments of shining as a, an, an individual and a character on the show. But like, the truth is, he really never cracked open, ever. No. And he they're not together anymore. And they're not together anymore. And it's like, we could have seen that coming from a mile away. Yeah, and it's not fair. And he wasn't even to, an extreme player. It's not fair. To, I, I think that when you go into the show, you're obviously, you're going to be matched with someone who hasn't, who's looking for the same things that you are, right? Like, hasn't been matched, relationships haven't worked out, so we've arrived at this show. Mm -hmm. um, it isn't fair. You expect that they mostly have it all together, and maybe there's a few tweaks and things like that. It's not fair to go in and being like, I really hope this person that I meet changes me. Saves me. Saves me. No, no, because me. she's like, that's not her job. No, exactly. You know? Exactly. And I feel like we always have a scenario where there's one or two guys like that. And it's just so unfair. It puts so much added labor on the woman to carry the fucking relationship. And more often than not, he barely shifts anyways yeah. because he's not actually ready for that. Because if you were, you would have already been on that path before and signing up for the show doesn't inherently make you on that path. And you know? he's also never lived with anyone. Mm -hmm. as a 39 year old. Mm -hmm. So that could be interesting. Mm -hmm. um, and do with this what you will. Him and Clint Our both sluts. had sex, not with each other, <gasps> right. but they had sex <laughs> the night before they found out. No, right, right, right. The night right. before they found out. Whereas I thought it was interesting because Chris 
had been getting some DMs. Yeah. And, and he, he wanted us all to know about and it. And he wanted us to know about it. But he some went numbers. to Pastor Cal and was like, so I'm getting some DMs about this. <laughs> and it, whereas the other ones are like, yeah, you up? Like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It, it's that, not. A, that's it's just, just like, it's not a great look. It's not a good look. It really isn't. Uh, speaking of. Should we move on to Gina? Let's do it. Okay. Give Gina. us their ages and their. Gina, kids. 35, spontaneous, styling, and slang. Clint, 40, seeking a first mate. Clint's <laughs> a big, uh, a big boat guy. Big boat he, he guy. Loves a, big with regattas. He loves a regatta. Do you know what a regatta is? <laughs> sort of. No, I'm guessing. It's a series of boat races. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it was something where boats were going fast somewhere. He loves a good regatta. Uh, okay. <sighs> Gina's lovely. Gina's she's a, amazing. She's wonderful. She's amazing. gorgeous. She's a successful businesswoman. She does hair, has her own salon. And in the process of opening a brick and mortar. Which another is, one. Another one. Another one, which is curious timing. Like really bad timing. I mean, she's in like spaces with hard hats and things of that nature. Right. And I'm like, how, how are you going to do this? Gonna do this? Weeks? She obviously has people working for her, but it will be interesting. And for some reason, these experts thought, let's take the woman who is interested in fully settling down, who has extremely deep roots here because she literally has brick and mortar business that requires her presence five to seven days a week at said business. Let's match her up with the fucking, what's his name? Clint. No, I wanted to say like a famous adventurer person. I don't know. The Steve Irwin of the crew. Bear Grylls? Bear, <laughs> Bear Grylls, who never wants to be in one spot very long. And all of his hobbies include literally being gone for many, many days, including said regattas or said flights. Because he also, I mean, these are all, okay, so... Uh, this the, these are my biggest most obvious screaming concerns. Like okay. just they? straight up their lifestyles don't align to me. Just because she tells me I love a little bit of spontaneity doesn't mean she wants to go mean she wants on a to boat on a for 4 days every other week. Like this guy is like constantly gone. <laughs> I can tell we're going to be saying regatta. I was going to say, we got to tone it, season. tone down the regatta talk because it's too fun of a word to say. And we're going to just, it's it's too Slaughter much too it. early. Yeah. Get a space out. Our, I love it though. I'm so excited. This is, as soon as he said regatta, I was like, oh, regatta. damn, this is going to get, <laughs> this is going to get just beaten like a drum for the next four months. Okay. But so that's to me just obvious. Like it doesn't matter if they both were perfectly attracted to each other and actually like think they're great matches for each other in every other way. This basic shit, because that's like his lifeblood. You know, he implies like he needs a woman who is down for this. He's not going to like stop doing it. So I just don't see how logistically this works. That's A. Mm -hmm. B, uh, Clint 
is someone who said he is sex is very important to him. He did have sex the night before he found out that he was got matched, which like, let's be clear, was technically within all of their rights. No. Yeah. But that's you would what I think yeah. that when you're getting that cl- down to the wire and this huge thing might be about to happen, that you wouldn't want a messy. You would just it's just messy. Like yeah, you want to just, just like not have it that close because like you don't know what's going to happen next. But so Clint. It just a, shows like you couldn't have waited just a little bit until you found out right, what you were doing. Right. You know, like it shows where the priorities are. Yes. Whereas so like he wants to have sex the first night. He's talking about it a lot. Which I, I'm going to butt in here for a second. I. I think we're past the age or past like the the time where can we just can the guys come when the guys get together can it not all be about sex yeah like it's 2023 we have different things that we can talk about here the girls (laughs) babe it doesn't matter what year it is people are always talking sex Okay, I, I just, it's, it's like they do this every year. Yeah, and it's no. like, it doesn't it do- It feels like a dick slapping fest. It doesn't do our measuring species whatever. any good looks, you know? Yeah. And it's like the girls can talk about it, but they talk about it in a different way. Whereas the, it's always, I don't know. It's like, let's talk about other things here. Talk about what right. your dreams are. It's almost are. like it's just boring. Talk like about what like, your ideal home would look like. You get it. You get boners. You like to put your boner places. Like, you didn't invent it. We don't have to talk about it. Yeah. Um, it also doesn't, like, say anything about your value. So what I was getting to is that, like, here he is only wanting to talk about this at his guy's hang, right? And yeah. how important it is to him and blah, blah, blah. She's talking about bringing a board game the first night. So I just feel that, like, clearly there is, uh, uh, like, okay, I'm sorry. I keep getting frozen mid-thought because then it leads me to a bunch of other thoughts. But I think that they're both actually probably really great people. Like, he seems like he could be really fun and, like, he needs to find his very, very, very niche regatta to be his person. <laughs> but I'm telling you now, I'm go- like he will make me ill if I have to hear him every episode say things like I'm a professional life liver. Mm. You can't cage the tiger for too long in reference to how true to himself he must be. Uh if she doesn't have a hunger and a thirst for life. It's like I can just see a future where we've got a self-righteousness, maybe a little bit Mitch-tastic, but about something totally different, mm. which is like, a who zest is for life. as life-zesty as me? Yes. And am I going to, like, I just can see him shaming her for not being his regatta. <laughs> <laughs> oh Do you have God. anything else to say about them, though? Like, do you like him? Do you hate him? I'm sort of torn between both of those statements right now. I don't know. He seems like a douche. He kind of has some douche vibes, but right? Yeah, I don't like him. Okay. No, I mean, okay. like, I don't know. I like Eris more than I like Clint. Mm, okay. I mean, he did, like, he has an interesting, his mom was a sailing instructor. 
He has lived with someone for four years. And let's just go on the records and say, there's nothing wrong with sailing. No, it's fucking cool. But it's very specific. And if it's like something that drives your life, you've got to find someone that's like down to also have that drive their life. Yeah, it seems like he should be, he's on the wrong reality show. He should be on below deck sailing yacht, perhaps. (laughs) Uh He did say that four-year relationship, which I found this interesting. After four years, she acknowledged that she felt like she was curtailing who she was to be who he wanted. Mm. Red flags all over the place. In a previous relationship? That was his last relationship. That was the four-year one, which I'm like, it took four years for her to like acknowledge that? Yeah. And if that was the main reason... That says a lot around like whatever his expectations are, or at least how he made that woman feel. So I'm concerned because Gina is great, and yeah. I just and once again it's uh, another woman who deserves maybe more. Maybe we'll be proven wrong. It's yeah. weird. It's like we start talking about it, and I start feeling bad, but I can't like ignore the emotions felt when I was watching it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which were that you found Clint very annoying. Yeah. It just like. He lost favor with me as things went on. Like the more I saw how he interacted with the men, the he just less got I a, liked him. A too cool for it all kind of vibe. I don't know. Above it all. Above it all. Maybe that's what I mean. Like, yeah. With his life zest. Like I'm oh, just yes, so yeah. interesting. And. Yeah, he's trying to be like the most interesting man in the world with his long locks wisped back. It's just <laughs> well, and it ends up it kind me. of coming out in a way that I don't think it did in the matchmaking special. He was a player too, like he gets around. Yes, so that's just something that hasn't been like. He was the one who seemed like the most judgy towards other people, right? About and how towards like Chris. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so we have concern. We do. Uh, I mean, like, I don't really have a whole lot. Like, Dominique with the bachelorette party obviously got way too comfortable with the stripper, and, like, it was really awkward. Yeah, people didn't know if they were, if if she was getting his number at a certain point, which is not, it's it's fine to have fun at your bachelor and mm -hmm. bachelorette party, Maybe don't cross into the line where we're not sure if someone's getting a number because we've been talking with someone for so long. Right. And you're like talking about your tits and like what fits in them and touching. Like it was just too much. But okay, the one thing that made me feel a little less like because it looked really, really bad. And then in the after party, it was Nicole, uh, Kirsten, and... Was it Jasmine? Um, but they were so, talking yeah. about the bachelorette party and they did say that they didn't even notice that happened because they were just talking about how chaotic it was. I, 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 they all got their freak on in some no, capacity. Yeah. yeah, I'm not judging. I'm just, well, maybe I am no, judging. I mean, I bit. do think that she like went too far. It was awkward. I was like, please, Dominique, stop. Uh, and, like, all I have to say about the bachelor party is that, like, these will never get less awkward to me 
this group of five men in a small, intimate space with the strippers and them not knowing each other. It always feels so awkward, like painful. Yeah, but it's just the whole thing is awkward. It's always awkward. Was there anyone like extreme? Wasn't Eris like? Uh, Clint was getting after it for sure. I mean, they were, they all were. I just, it's funny because just to quickly go back to Dominique. Mm -hmm. If the roles were reversed and this was a guy talking to a stripper for this long. And they have been before. And they have been before and we've reamed them for it. So it's like, there is a line between like, I didn't feel like Nicole was being too much. No. She, you know, it's like that. Yeah. Because it was like part of the performance. Yeah. It was different. It was different. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. After party. Yeah. It was Kirsten, Jasmine, Nicole, and Keisha's husband. And Kirsten acknowledged she knows she has RBF and that she always looks bitchy. Nicole confirmed it had been over two years since she's had a sex. And then we felt like this was a waste of our time. So then we stopped watching it. Yes. I have no after party notes. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any other overarching thoughts? I don't. I think I covered like everything I I covered. <gasps> oh, oh my God. Wait, no, we totally, we totally. So we have to go back to Shaquille and Kirsten's wedding. Yes, of course. Oh my God. Sorry, peeps. This is gonna Almost to forgot. Be. So they're our first wedding. It's obviously all the buildup until right before she walks down the aisle. Um, but again, there was things that Kirsten was saying that were distressing to me. Shaquille is like earnest and emotional about how like he's about to meet his partner and like tears up with his people. Meanwhile, she's like sitting around saying, I have a really hard time finding a black guy that I'm attracted to. I pray that I'm attracted to him. And someone's like, well, what if he's bald? Like there was just such a fixation. Which is funny because this is a role reversal of what we normally see. Right. Where the girl's getting teary. I'm so ready for this. And the guy's like, I hope she's attractive. Yeah. 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 So I was bummed about that. Like just to see that the lead up on the actual day, how different their focuses were, Mm -hmm. you know? Her dad wouldn't come to the wedding because he refused to get COVID tested, which was bizarre. Very bizarre. What? You wouldn't just get the test? No one's vaccinating you. Uh, Weird. And then mom, we had that little panic, but then she ended up showing up. And yeah, Shaquille, Shaquille was just so sweet and was like, and his friends and family were so precious back with him and like, supportive and holding him. Remember, he sees his grandma and bursts into tears. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make a prediction. I don't think the bald thing is going to get is going to matter, nor are we going to be talking about it after this week. I hope you're right. But she said what she would do if she's not attracted to him is she would slip in the cheek and not let him kiss her lips. Oh, you're right. And she does that. Yeah. Oh, that's cold. I really don't like that. There was all this buildup of like, what are you going to do if you are attracted to him or aren't? 
And she said, if I am, I'll kiss him. If not, he gets the cheek. And then the preview, he gets the cheek. That is so, so that's why I just feel like, oh, here we go. Because we know how this goes. When someone decides at the altar that they are like not attracted, it's always downhill from there. Yeah, this is true. Which Shaquille is too good for that. Yeah. So that's my concern. Time will tell. Time will tell. I'm excited to get into the weddings. More importantly, the honeymoons. Oh, I know. And Here we go. Yeah. It's good to be back. It's great to be back. Um, Thank you so much for, A, your patience over these many, many months. Uh, and for coming back after such an unplanned hiatus. Thank you for listening to us. And we look, just love you and appreciate you. And we're excited to be back in doing this. Um, don't forget to find us on social media at Till Death to Us Recap on TikTok and Instagram. I am considering starting this being the season we start tweeting. Ooh, okay. Because then I could like tweet about other reality TV that we love too. Okay. Thoughts, concerns, um, leave them in the comments <laughs> of something. But And yeah, don't forget that like links to things are in our show notes. So if you want to go to any link, they're in our show notes or on our Instagram link tree. And we hope you have an amazing weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.